At Watermark Community Church, we're reading the Bible together and learning about how a bunch of smaller stories point to one big true story, the story of God's rescue plan through Jesus. Welcome to Join the Journey Junior. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah. Here's where we are in the story. God has been silent for a long time. The last message he sent was through the prophet Malachi, but that was over 400 years ago. So the Jews were left waiting for their promised savior, their forever king. Though God wasn't speaking to the Jews, he was still working to prepare the world for that promised savior. When the fullness of time had come, after so much time not hearing from the Lord, God did what he said he was going to do. So let's talk about it. One day, in the village of Nazareth, an unmarried woman named Mary was visited by an angel named Gabriel. He told Mary that she would soon be pregnant with a son. She would name him Jesus, and he would be called the Son of God. The Lord God would give him the throne of his ancestor, King David, and he would reign over Israel forever, forever, forever. Mary did not understand how that would happen because she wasn't married. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, and Joseph was a descendant of King David. But her being pregnant without being married still didn't make sense to her. When she asked Gabriel how this would happen, Gabriel told her that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and knit the baby together in her womb. Then Gabriel reminded Mary how God always does what he says he's going to do, using her relative Elizabeth's pregnancy as an example, because Elizabeth and her husband had been unable to have children until she was told by Gabriel just a few months prior that she would become pregnant with a son. With that, Mary trusted what Gabriel said and Gabriel left her. Mary visited her relative Elizabeth a few days later, and as they greeted each other, the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumped for joy. Even Elizabeth's baby was excited about Mary being pregnant with the Son of God because Mary was in fact pregnant, just like Gabriel said. Later that year, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This census, or official counting of the people living in different areas, required everyone to return to their towns their ancestors were from. That meant that Joseph and Mary had to leave Nazareth and go to the town of Bethlehem because that's where Joseph's ancestor, King David, was from. The newlyweds loaded up their things and began the journey, even though Mary was nine months pregnant. Arriving in Bethlehem and exhausted from their journey, the couple found out there was no room for them in the inn. But aside from that, Mary started showing signs that their baby would be joining them very soon. Meanwhile, some shepherds were guarding their flock of sheep just outside of town, when suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the Lord's glory shone all around them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them to not be afraid, because he had good news that would bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, had been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. There they would find a baby wrapped in snugly strips of cloth, lying in a manger. In that moment, the angel was joined by tons of other angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth 
to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds dropped everything and ran into Bethlehem to see what the Lord had just told them about. Arriving in the village, they searched high and low, but it didn't take long to find Mary, Joseph, and their baby, who was, just like the angels said, lying in a manger. The promised savior of the world, the ultimate blessing from God's covenant with Abraham, the forever king from God's covenant with David, the Lord God in human flesh, was a baby lying in a feeding trough. Seeing what the angels told them was true, the shepherds went around telling everyone, praising God for all they had heard and seen. The news spread quickly, even to King Herod in Jerusalem, but he heard the news from some magi visiting from a foreign country. They came to Jerusalem following a star they saw in the sky. When Herod heard about this forever king being born in Bethlehem, he felt threatened because in his mind, any king being born meant that there was someone new that could try to take the throne from him, and he did not want to lose his throne. So, he created a plan to kill the child. <gasps> he sent those magi to Bethlehem with gifts, telling them to report back so he could then go to worship the child. But the magi knew Herod was lying about wanting to worship Jesus. So once they saw baby Jesus, they worshiped him. Then they returned to their homes without visiting Herod again. At that point, God came to Joseph in a dream and told him to flee to Egypt because their child was in danger. So Joseph, Mary, and Jesus fled to Egypt in the night, staying there until King Herod passed away. Let's review today's story with a few questions. Question one, what was the name of the angel that visited Mary? Question two, what did the shepherds do after they saw baby Jesus lying in the manger? Question three, do you know anyone that doesn't know this story? Talk to your parents about how you might be able to share it with them. Jesus finally came, the one God promised to send ever since cursing the serpent in the creation story. Events throughout Jesus' life fulfilled countless prophecies, but just in today's story about his birth, there were several prophecies fulfilled. From being born in Bethlehem, to who his ancestors were, even his family living in Egypt for a time had been foretold by a prophet of the Lord hundreds and hundreds of years before. We live in a world that suggests there are all kinds of ways to get to heaven. But when Jesus was on earth, he said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. Many world religions have a central person they celebrate, but none of them worship a God that stepped down from his throne to put on flesh, to experience temptation and suffering like us, to live a perfect life that we could never live, to die the death we deserve, then raise himself from the dead. None of them except Christianity. The all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing creator of everything chose to do those things because he loves us and wants a relationship with us. And while Jesus' life, death, and resurrection 
made it possible for us to have a relationship with God, Jesus is waiting for just the right time to come back to fully and finally get rid of all sin, creating a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more sin and sadness, only joy and unending happiness. While we wait for Jesus to come back, aren't you glad all these little stories come together to make one big true story? The story of God and his rescue plan through Jesus? Me too. Join us next year as we try something new and journey through what the Bible says about thinking and feeling God's way.